In the early 21st century, magic reawakened on Earth, and alongside it, a new human race of orcs, elves, trolls, dwarves, and others. Humanity became meta-humanity. Technology proliferated and greatly advanced in the awakened world as global megacorporations seized ever more power, becoming de facto states with their own laws, courts, and armed forces. The corporations attempt to control all aspects of modern life. This has led to a vast and complex criminal underground which works for and against corporate interests. The independent career criminals who do what others can't or won't are called shadow runners. The year is 2102. Welcome to Fun City. Previously on Fun City, the team installs Artemis on Amos, the powerful yet difficult to program super server cluster at the Carnegie Arcology, and she gets to work. TK has terabytes of log files from the gun assigned to Miko Jurdovich at the Chaz Riots. Artemis thinks she can tell where the data is from or who generated it, but she'll need another trove from the same source. Luckily, Lash calls with exactly that, the segment of the public accretion blockchain for the last line's profile on crowdfunding funding site Money Pit. Their page has tens of millions of supporters, the bulk of which appear fake. Artemis gets to work divining the source of the data sets and says it will take all of her and Amos's power for four days. So the team hoof it to Tariq Jabala's apartment in Lower Manhattan. Tariq is on the list of Evo victims Vern gave Lux, an NYPD accountant. He went to Evo for a weak strain of an exotic disease and came out in an assistive robotic frame, having suffered severe neurological damage for seemingly no reason at all. We join the team now as Lux exits Tariq's apartment with the team waiting outside in Henley. How is Lux feeling at this moment? Um, Lux doesn't feel good. He wants there to be any, you know, obviously any thread to pull, anything that starts to look like a pattern, kind of probably similar to the way TK feels looking at the data that's just... You know, very cryptic and there's no underlying pattern that's obvious you know he he's feeling that this is probably just a completely random just take anybody they can with any slight reason and do their little experiments on because they have some wider scheme and he doesn't know what it is and he wants to get to the bottom of it um on the elevator down he's he thinks about uh tink um his person who's going to be getting him some equipment soon and he almost thinks about writing a message to her saying that he wants a gun so that he could stick it in um, somebody at Evo's mouth and pull the trigger. Um, But he doesn't say that or do that. He doesn't, um, he just catches himself in that one of those violent spirals where, you know, you just feel powerless and you're just like, someone needs a gun in their mouth and he kind of shakes it off and he just kind of re-engages with the actual problem. And um, yeah, heads out Like those moments where you're like, clearly logic is yeah. not working at this moment. Right. <laughs> Just mad. Right. The elevator dings. You get back outside through the marble lobby that you came in um, Came in through. You see the doorman who didn't bother you at all on the way in nods to you politely on the way out and you step out into the New York City streets. You're in downtown Manhattan. You're within, you know, walking distance of the PBA. You're in a roughly an area that you 
all know uh, it's kind of like mid to late afternoon at this point. It's uh, starting to get gray. It's like one of those days where um, everybody kind of has just like a little bit of a headache because it's about to rain. And you see Henley the Bentley. Um, everybody is parked, uh, waiting, uh, just chilling. Uh, are all the rest of you just in the car? What have you all been doing? Um, Viv is playing with the krill on her hands. Like, she still has them. She hasn't dismissed the krill spirit. It's just um, kind of extensions of her fingers. So she's practicing, like, kind of unfurling them and retracting them. Kind of like Wolverine claws, but, like, wet. (laughs) She's idly doing this because she doesn't know how to control these things. She's just like, and now, and try again. (laughs) Now... Flash has been um, in in Hearth on that uh, forum with Farouz credentials. She has gotten a little too into character. Uh, she thinks Farouz an asshole, so she's been acting like a huge asshole on this forum, which is celebrated on the forum, but she has pushed it a little too far, and she has been blocked um, from a couple <laughs> of threads. What is the opinion that Lash holds on the, like, fascist cop thread that gets her? <laughs> is it like you should eat more salads or is it like... It's like well, pizza shouldn't have any tomato sauce. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's actually a deep dish versus thin crust discussion. Mm. And she firmly aligned herself with the thin crust. Wow. And she said some nasty shit that had nothing to do with pizza. <laughs> <laughs> And does Lash, this is a character that Lash is playing. Yes. Like she thinks thin crust is like, that's a personality trait that someone here would have. Exactly. She loves all pizza. She doesn't give a shit what, <laughs> what the thickness is. Yeah, TK is uh, tinkering with his arm. He's got a screwdriver. He's not really doing much, but it, he's, he's like trying, he's, he's going through the motions of doing stuff, but he's, he's also fiddling occasionally with the music. Viv uh, just kind of swirls the krill in her hands as she's talking. Lash, did I get you enough information from Faru? Oh yeah, this is great. This is this is good. I mean, have I learned anything yet about the last line? No, but I. That's my next step. <laughs> I mean, it would be a shame to go back and uh, have to extract more information. <laughs> uh, Viv, it sounds like you want to go back. Oh no. Viv, are Maybe. you did you terrorize a, a person again? Yes. Is this something we need to talk about? I don't think we need to talk about it. I mean Lash shot the man. How much did you enjoy it? <laughs> and is that more or less than last time? A little bit more. Okay. Well we'll put a pin we'll talk about that with Lux. Lux, as you step onto the sidewalk and then up onto the damp street as it's uh, sort of uh, just kind of starting to drizzle you and you see the crew talking to each other inside henley the bentley uh they've been waiting for you uh, you haven't heard from them in about 45 minutes there's something that you notice about the environment and i think that this is something that probably the rest of the crew does not notice lux you hear within pretty close earshot what sounds like a big crowd uh like a lot of voices and uh, they are chanting in time together. Uh, they are all chanting together, all in unison. And they are chanting, Three police, clog the streets! Three police, clog the streets! And it's just this, like, big, very effusive, very energetic crowd. 
stop for a second, you listen, and something hits you in the shoulder. Uh, you feel like a strong impact. You sort of like stumble forward a little bit, and mm. basically like a like a 20, 25-year-old guy just like hits you and accidentally runs into you. He's wearing this uh, just like black leather jacket. He's wearing blue jeans and he's, uh, he turns around and he goes, oh, dude, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not looking where I'm going. Uh, sorry, sorry. And he turns around and he runs. And you can see he's holding in his hand a sign uh, and it's, there's a picture on it, like an illustration. And the illustration is of a pig uh, over an open flame, like over a, a rotating spit, and it is dressed in a last line uniform. It's dressed in blue, and it's got a gold band around it. And he just runs in the direction of the voices that you've heard. Hmm. So this seems like an anti-police or law enforcement rally of some sort. Lux uh, looks around. Is there anybody that's... Um that's heading towards this crowd um, that would be within earshot, like I could talk to, or are they all too far away from me now? Yeah, so like where you are uh, standing, it's uh, relatively empty right now, but you can see like looking down the road uh, to one of the kind of more busy streets, like main thoroughfares of downtown Manhattan, you can see that it seems like there's a steady stream of people hurrying or like going in the direction of this large group of voices that you hear. Okay. Um, Lux takes note and he gets into Henley. How did it go, Lux? Um, Tariq doesn't remember anything. Uh, Evo took him in after he had traveled abroad, had some mild symptoms. They said they needed to take him in uh, for medical examination and to clear him to be in the to be stateside. Then they reported that his illness uh, was worse than they thought, and he woke up a few days later, um, not being able to move with um, extreme neurological damage. He's now in a suit. He can't talk. I mean, he can't move without the without the suit. Unfortunately, he doesn't remember anything and he doesn't remember, you know, doing anything at the NYPD or anywhere else he's worked that would piss anybody off or cause this sort of retribution or anything like that. Um, did you guys see that um, that rally forming? Uh, rally. What rally? Um, can you hear that? No, we had the windows up. TK, turn the music down. Uh, TK turns off the radio. Yeah. Um, can we hear that? Can we hear them chanting? Yeah, you can hear it. Yeah. I think probably, yeah, with the windows up, it's like you can just barely hear a lot of voices. And if you roll the windows down, it would become very clear. I think it's like a fuck the police rally. Um, they're, they're chanting um, three three police clogged the streets. Have you guys heard anything about this on the Matrix or anything? I think I can see a little bit about it here on this uh, hearth forum. There's a thread on hearth uh, in the page that you're looking at, Shannon, that is essentially like... Uh, screenshots of posts from other parts of Hearth and also some uh, drone footage and everybody is um, like basically making fun of the people who are there uh, as being, um, you know, people who want to see New York City devolve into uh, like a lawless, um, you know, anarchist wasteland. And uh, you can see from the photos that, yeah, it's like a seems like a crew of maybe two, three hundred people uh, just walking uh, right now, it looks like north, basically directly from Battery Park uh, at the bottom of Manhattan, so right by the PBA, and they are just walking in the streets, and they are <laughs> doing as they have promised. They are clogging the streets. Ugh. Wow. Should we go check it out? I mean, technically, we are checking it out. 
And TK rolls down a window. <laughs> <laughs> TK sticks his head out the window. Uh, yeah, it becomes clearer. You can hear with clarity, basically, the direction uh, that they are uh, moving in. Flash does a quick matrix search outside of Hearth to see if she can find anything about organizing this. I would say uh, if you give yourself a few minutes, yeah, you can't find a lot, but you can find a couple things in some not extremely active areas uh, on Hearth and in a couple other spots about um, a march that is happening that is starting in Battery Park City and is uh, moving north throughout the day. But who's organizing it is not clear. Like, who all is going to be in attendance is not extremely clear. I think that, you know, if you all were to discuss this, you might eventually figure out that that's probably on purpose. Like, I think you would have a sense that, like, yeah, these people know to not list their names of, like, who is going to be participating in this kind of thing. And is there, in that Hearth forum, is there any kind of chatter at all about, like, they're making fun of the people, but there's no chatter about, like, we ought to get out there or anything like that? Uh, I think that uh, from the the pages that you're looking on, if you're looking in the, the like, from the last line perspective, yeah. uh, they're mostly dismissing this as, like, useless nonsense. Okay, cool. Well, I mean, I think it might be worth it to check it out because I have a feeling that... Uh, those three police are going to start showing up. And in my day, these lead somewhere. Where do you think they're going to have a rally? I mean, what's uptown? Well, uptown is on the way to, uh, we could uh, follow it because Eli lives in, well, Lower East Side. That's uptown. Let's go. That's next on the list, right? <laughs> I thought you could say that's next on Fun City and just be like done. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the episode. Wait, do we know? Do we know the list? I have it written down, but do yeah, I think it's fine. You can all, we all basically have, it. have we all yeah, have know it. what's up. Okay. Oh yeah, because we copied it down or something. Yeah. Um. And what's the uh, what's the details on Eli? What I have is forties, cruiser crash, huge partier, big drinker, left force, library science degree. Yeah, that's basically it. Well, yeah, TK. Uh, puts Henley in gear and has Henley follow the protesters from a safe distance. Oh, yeah. Okay, sure. You want to trail in Henley. Sure. So I think, Lash, you could probably tell uh, TK with some accuracy uh, where the demonstration is starting and where it's going. I think you could probably find at least that information. Uh, So, yeah, you point Henley in the direction that Lash says to go. You pull out um, towards Lux, like where you heard things coming from, uh, and Henley starts to navigate uh, in and around all of these small, sort of like skinny streets in uh, lower Manhattan, and you eventually emerge onto Church Street, which runs north-south parallel to Broadway, and you emerge probably like, maybe like a 50 yards, 75 yards behind... Uh, yeah, a huge group of people. It's, uh, yeah, like maybe 300 people or so. And you kind of can't get any closer because they are marching in the street. They are blocking traffic. And so you can see them kind of off in the horizon, uh, slowly moving away from you. There are a couple other things of note between you and them. Between you and them, closer to you, are two Lone Star cruisers. It's like, I don't know how many of these you have seen. You maybe have seen them parked uh, in the parking lot in front of the PBA. But the Lone Star cruisers are essentially, um, they're, they're matte black pickup trucks uh, that look 
vaguely like a 1990 Dodge Dakota, but with like no identifying characteristics. They're just fully blacked out, matte black, and they have a light rack on the top, and you can see two of those, probably three or four cars ahead of you. And uh, in the bed of each of them, you see uh, two Lone Star Sheriffs uh, just sitting. Uh, They have their laser rifles across their knees, uh, and they are wearing their 10-gallon hats, but they have uh, plastic protectors on them because it seems like it's about to rain. And then probably you could just make out a hundred feet or so in front of them are two more sheriffs, each of them on their mounts uh, that you would recognize from the Night of the Chess. So these are the big robotic horses, and they are wearing long uh, black ponchos, uh, and you can just barely make out the text on the back of them uh, from where you are that's saying big white letters, Sheriff. You can see their big uh, cowboy hats, same plastic protector on them. And they, uh, because they are on mounts, are much more easily able to follow uh, the crowd. So they're trying to stay closer to this group of people. And in the distance, especially if you have the windows rolled down, you can hear all sorts of honking, beeping. You can hear people shouting uh, as this group of people makes their way north. How fast are they moving? Uh, I mean, they're moving, you know, they're moving at like march pace. So I would say probably slightly faster than uh, walking speed. Like, you know, casual walking speed. Oh, so you mean New York City walking speed. Got it. New York City walking speed, yes. Like, I would say if you, like, they are getting away from okay. you. Uh, because it's hard for you to move from where you are. TK turns to the group and says, I'm going to try something. Oh. Don't worry. It's fine. Nibs it puts her seatbelt on. <laughs> uh, and TK opens the door and gets out of the car and walks to the nearest alley. Are we in the middle of the road now in a car? Yes, you are okay, in the road. In a, yeah, but the car is driving. I mean, it's like a normal. It's like it's a self-driving. Yeah, Henley, it's fine. Yeah, you could just tell Henley to go somewhere. Oh, and right. Just yeah. go somewhere. Henley's, Henley's currently set to follow the protest. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah, I think you're you're effectively probably around like Trinity Church and uh, the most iconic portions of Wall Street. There are plenty of very small streets for you to just duck into. Yeah. Like it's very busy around here, so you immediately blend in. Is it how busy is it? Very. I mean, it's like you know afternoon on a weekday, so there's a lot of people out. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think uh, I think TK is going to walk to uh, the. He's going to try and avoid people's gazes. He's going to try and repel up a building with his grapple hand. He wants to get a vantage point and see where the, see where, where where everyone's going. Yeah, I think there's probably like um, some cornices or uh, some various architectural elements that if you want to do a Batman and get a vantage point. Exactly. Uh, That's exact. I wouldn't call it doing a Batman because that's a different franchise. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, TK wants to go up. He wants to see uh, and he wants to relay that information back to the team. Yeah, I would say there's probably like, you know, a couple dozen feet down, there's an awning that you can uh, just grapple hand onto the top of and it would be load bearing so that you can get 25 feet in the air to just see what yeah. uh, what's going on. Yeah, he, he's aiming for the roof of the building, really enjoying the grapple hand because he doesn't get to use it all that often. It's like a, it's a sometimes thing. But yeah, he's, he wants to get on top of a building and start to follow the protest, but on the roofs of the building. Uh, and he comes back to the team, just like a, a live video feed of what he's seeing. Ah, uh, TK, I told you when you're grappling, you gotta invite me. I don't get to see it that much. Lash, you know I can only carry, like, me and maybe Viv. Uh, I 
can jump. No, you can't. <laughs> I mean, you can. I can I jump know you to can. help. I can jump to help. No, 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 no. Maybe, maybe I'll, we'll do like a cannonball thing. You can like, you can try and throw me, and I'll grapple. It'll be a fun thing. But that's that's not <laughs> right now. I think it's probably best uh, to be able to see what's coming up, just in case. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so I think uh, the buildings here, if you want to get to a roof, they're a little bit too tall uh, for you to get up reasonably. But there is a good enough like arrangement of awnings, sidewalk sheds, uh, food trucks, uh, various other things that you can jump along the top of. <laughs> I think he's trying to not draw attention. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, there's, you grapple hand up onto the first, uh, the first part and one kid goes, Mommy, would that man? And she just goes, don't stare. Don't stare. <laughs> this is just like Aladdin at this point. We've left Batman and we've, and now he's stolen an apple. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, Bouncing off of awnings. They're after and me for it. Y- <laughs> you, you see with more clarity uh, what maybe Lash showed you by beaming something to your cum, uh, which is this group of people uh, that are walking up Church Street. A uh, group of, you know, two, three hundred of them. Uh, you can hear them chanting very clearly now, three police, clog the streets. And it sort of gets like dissonant for a moment and polymetric and no one knows what's going on as it morphs into another chant that someone tries to start and now everybody's going, no justice, no peace, no corporate police and they're going and going and repeating that as they're going up and you can see a lot of them are holding signs uh that they're waving in the air um you see a sign that says more pigs than a farm <laughs> uh you see a sign that says in like beautiful uh hand calligraphy typeface nypd's nuts uh <laughs> you see a sign that says uh your friendly neighborhood cop and it's just a picture of a um refrigerator and I think that, like, you you all might, like, this is a joke that people tell about Knight Errant. And I think you all heard Vern make this joke. Yeah. He called them refrigerators. Yeah, like, this is a thing that people say. People say that the Knight Errant guards have all of the charm of a refrigerator. And you see a bunch of other ones, including a sign that you see a lot. It looks like a, a popular one that has uh, three words on it. It says disband, defund, and done. Uh, And next to each one of those, there is a little icon. There's a broken baton, a burning Nguyen symbol, and a green checkmark. There are some signs that you see that are just that. Just the broken baton, the burning Nguyen, and the green checkmark. What does the police presence look like from this vantage? So as of right now, yeah, as far as you can tell, the only police presence are the two mounted sheriffs who are following from behind and the two cruisers that are stuck in traffic and they're trying to press ahead. So where they can, they're turning on the light box and they're driving on the sidewalk for a few seconds, but then there's a sidewalk shed or a, f- a food cart that they can't get past, so they have to pull up back onto the street. They're trying to make their way forward, but it's slow going. PK chuckles. Because <laughs> it's like, Haha, can't get up here, can you, losers? So uh, TK comes back to the team. So this is what it looks like out here. I think uh, it seems pretty tame so far. Should we keep following them, or do you guys have a plan? Like, what's what's what what are we what are we aiming to achieve here? Also, we need to talk about Viv. Why? <laughs> you just told me that you liked torturing that guy more than the last guy you tortured. <laughs> so I feel like that's a conversation. So? I just want to raise it now, so we can have the conversation at some point. Maybe with Why Gabe. Why is this a problem? This wasn't a problem before. Yeah, and then I, yeah, you know, it wasn't, and I I understand you and the pleasure you feel in, uh, sometimes in this, but 
we should we should talk about what's reasonable to feel. In Viv's defense, this is a fascist that she's she's doing this to, and um, you know she kind of um, that is fair. Um, I actually don't know what what did you do, Viv? I have no remorse about it, and you okay. can <laughs> you can see the <laughs> okay. The krill. Oh, yeah, I'm worried, TK. I see. I understand. It's like, it's not... I think we're all stressed. It's pointed in the right direction. Like, don't get me wrong, but sure. we should talk yeah. about it. TK, you also notice something not in the group of people, not not the crowd that is demonstrating that is moving north with the two Lone Star Sheriffs on mounts behind them and the two cruisers behind them, sort of nearer to Henley the Bentley. You see something further north... Uh, in Manhattan, in the direction that they're heading. And it looks like at around the place that Church Street turns uh, and banks uh, west and becomes the Avenue of the Americas, just south of, I believe, where it crosses Canal Street, you see a line of knight-errant guards. Maybe, I don't know, 50 of them? 60? in formation, like lining the sidewalks, just there, just waiting. Uh, TK calms the team. Uh, guys, something bad's gonna happen? Uh, and he... Why do you say uh, that? He points his video feed. Uh, he, he, he turns his head towards the Knight Errant guards and streams his, his video. You guys see uh, what Family. I just described, like grainy, but like di- in the distant, unmistakable like white armored <laughs> like refrigerator men uh, very sleek very futuristic looking uh, very designed very present day looking <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes very very present day very now very now uh, very oh good. now yeah like kind of like yeah in formation waiting a little bit further north on 6th Ave uh, oh that does not seem good no it doesn't uh, TK you just just lay low don't just be careful oh i'm not doing anything i'm just i'm i'm staying as you can tell far enough away yes it's just i don't think necessarily a a man grappling through the air is uh the you know just be careful no one's looking at me right now i think i'm i think i'm okay for now Uh, so should we uh get out of henley and what, try to make sure this crowd doesn't run into the 50 Night Errant? No, just, uh, I mean, we should keep eyes on whatever is going on with Night Errant just because, you know, getting that kind of security footage, if this goes any way like it did in the Chaz, there might be information mm-hmm. that we might need. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I already make sure you're recording. Yep, we'll do. Uh, but yeah, I'll keep, my, I'll keep my feed running just in case. Yeah, I would hate to get stuck here in Henley between the two. Well, Henley's, uh, yeah. I mean, you could just send Henley around the block or back where we came. TK, as you're talking with everybody and strategizing, you're watching the demonstrators walk quickly north uh, towards the group of Knight Errant. You also now notice that the two Lone Star sheriffs on mounts uh, have gone to either side of Church Street and have stopped following the crowd. Uh, guys, I think the Lone Star Sheriffs have stopped following the, the crowd, which I think is a bad thing because it means they know that the Knight Errant guys are ahead. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what they're preparing for, but it doesn't look, ah. it doesn't look pretty. 
more corporate up here, right? So it's. Uh, I would say where you are right now, it's like. Or it's going um, to be. It's yeah, it's gonna be eventually, but right now it's not. You're not in a corporate enclave. I would say that for all of you, um, a number of things are the case right now. Like one, the demonstration is probably surprising. I don't think that you have seen much uh, public anti-cop sentiment outside of the Chaz. Uh, you certainly haven't seen or heard of like a demonstration with a couple hundred people. I don't think you have a sense as to why that might be. Maybe there aren't people doing it. Maybe um, someone's making sure that you don't hear about them. Like hard to say. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's also strange in this particular moment to hear about night errant guards so far south right. from the that's, corporate enclaves. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. which begin around the 30s. Like that's weird. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, um, that's what I was thinking, yeah. You could, if someone wants to roll logic, you can. There might be something to put together here with regards to the fact that they are heading to Bryant Park and then Inwood Park, which means they have to go through the corporate enclaves. But, like, you don't know anything about what's why. Right. Uh, but, yes, you would recognize the presence of Knight Aaron around what is effectively Chinatown to be weird. Lux rolled his logic, just logic, and got three. I don't know if there's anything else uh, Lux will be able to ascertain. Yeah, maybe this is like a escort of some kind. It's unclear. Um, you know that the reputation in the city of Knight Errant is that they are very um, patient. Mm -hmm. You know that the reputation of Knight Errant in the city is that they don't fly off the handle. They're very even-tempered. Uh, they have not had any major scandals associated with them. Right. Is there any reason to believe they would be an escort for this group or an escort for someone else? Uh, that's all. Yeah, you don't know. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, this is strange. Viv gets out of the car but tries to move to the sidewalk. Um, Lux tells Henley to uh, take the buck and he gets out of the car as well. And Lash gets out as well. Friends, hello, it's Mike from the show here. Uh, not some other strange, mysterious Mike. No, uh, this is a Mike that you know and trust. And I have some news for you. Did you know about t-shirts? They are these sheaths of fabric with holes in them for your various body bits. And you put the bits through the holes. And then the main bit, the bit that's not in the holes, the bit that is sheathed, the main body bit is both warmer and, and this is going to be confusing for a second, but I promise we're going to we're gonna get there. Get this, cooler because on the shirt, there are cool things that are printed, things that you like, maybe a favorite beverage, maybe a sports team that you do rooting for, maybe a podcast that you love so dearly you would consider sheathing your bits in a t-shirt that has something related to that podcast on it. That is right. Fun City has another t-shirt. It is at cottonbureau.com right now, and you can get it. You can have it. It can, it can be yours. And unlike the last t-shirt that we sold... No campaign, no waiting. You buy it and they print it and then someone brings it to your house in like five days. Not one of us, of course, that costs extra. Getting Nick to your house is the most expensive. He only goes places if someone carries him. And as I'm sure you can imagine, that gets expensive pretty quick. Anyways, 30 bucks. Get a t-shirt. It looks really good. Someone brings it to your house. Not Nick, though, unless you're loaded. In which case, get in touch, money bags.
Okay, you're all out of the car. I mean, Henley doesn't move. He's, there's still traffic from the demonstration, yeah, yeah. but yeah, he knows to just sort of go Keep around. Taking it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, from TK's vantage point, and insofar as anybody is still looking at what he's broadcasting, um, you know, the rest of yours, uh, you can see, yeah, the demonstrators are getting further away from Lone Star, who has uh, stopped tailing them so closely. They are getting closer and closer uh, as they do take that left onto 6th Avenue. They are approaching where all the Knight Errant are. And the Knight Errant guards appear to not be moving. They're not changing where they are standing. Uh, it looks like they have stopped traffic uh, preemptorily, uh, so there are no cars moving around uh, over there in that intersection. What do y'all want to do? Uh, TK comes to the team. I don't think there's anything we can do. Let's just stay a bit farther back and see what happens, because it looks like the protesters are going to hit those guards in just a second. Yep. Okay. Um, Lux uh, continues following the crowd, but with just a little bit of distance following uh, TK's advice. So you, TK is TK staying like from his like his yeah, higher up he's, vantage he's point. He's just staying okay. up there. All right, so you, TK stays where he is, and everybody else runs up a little bit, uh, maybe closes some distance, but still stays uh, a healthy amount of space away uh, from this group of people. You hear the chant change uh, again, and now they are they're shouting, "No two sheriffs, no two cops, no two robots on our blocks." over and over and over again and they are chanting this as they all come within you know visual uh, distance of this dual line of night errant police when they turn the corner they see them you hear some scattered booing uh, and some hissing night errant does not move they don't uh, change their location they don't step into the street and the demonstrators continue marching north now on 6th avenue they get close to canal street and they're now essentially like in a gauntlet of knight errant guards lining them on either side tk tk wants to hop in the matrix uh and just see what like and just do a perception test to see what people are are packing Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, roll it for me, and uh, I'll, I'll tell you. And it's, what. he's within eyesight, so it shouldn't be that night. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you can Wait, also see, like, you can see the Knight Errant, like, their loadout. You know, yeah, they are but wearing I see their... What the, but I want to see what the protesters have, because if they're okay. also loaded, sure. if some of them are strapped, it's going to be a bad time. Six hits. As far as you can tell, not a gun in the group. Uh, TK comms is fact to the team. No guns on the protesters, but those Knight Errant guys have some pretty heavy weaponry for you know watching a protest Lux is actually relieved at this I think that the Knight Errant might take the opportunity of seeing a gun or something as a as an opportunity to just open fire which is obviously not good so the group of protesters and like I think now that you've been watching them long enough this group is growing uh, like mm. there are people who are like joining like they are moving up the streets and there are people who are on the sidewalks just like seeing what's happening uh like you know conversing you know i think you can sort of see people having be like hey what is this and then they explain as if it's not already obvious and then you know they join and they they go with them uh so this this group is maybe grown by 25 50 people since you first saw it a few minutes ago um you know now it's gone for four or five blocks it's fully banked on either side by these parallel lines of night errant guards and they keep walking north and they start to cross canal street and 
as soon as the bulk of the protesters, uh, the demonstrators, cross the pathway of the uh, furthest south night errant guards, the night errant guards start to close in and kind of start to form this U shape around the protesters so that they can always move north and they continue to move north but they walk with the protesters alongside of them and they bring up the rear. Uh, and as far as you can tell at this point, there's no aggression, but this group of Knight Errant Guards is definitely following much more closely. I think you could really perceive this as like herding in a mm -hmm. way that was not the case with the sheriffs. And you can, you know, TK, if you're looking, and especially Lash, if you're looking at a map, you can see if you follow 6th Avenue North, just a, like a few more blocks, you're eventually going to get to one of the major checkpoints for uh, the corporate enclaves, specifically the Seder Krupp corporate enclave. That checkpoint is one that you've been through. Vern got you through it, you know, like a week or so ago. It's, you know, just probably another couple, maybe 10 minute walk uh, further up the street. Um, if Viv just opens the news in AR, is anything showing up about it? There's, like, little things here and there. I think you would see more about this on social media than you would on, like, uh, the news. Okay. Well, she looks at Hearth, just generally. She's just uh, looking for chatter. Yeah, so a lot of it is people being like, what's the deal? What do all these people do, you know, like... What's this demonstration that I just saw in Lower Manhattan? Uh, and then a bunch of people being like, oh, that's the, you know, that's that group that's protesting like all the cops in the city, you know? And then the normal stuff that you would expect people being like, I love three cops. And then other people being like, how do you love, how do you love three cops? This is the worst, <laughs> this is the worst this city has ever been. And then people be like, I feel safe. Mm. <laughs> and Viv is, Viv is just kind of distractedly walking and reading at the same time and just says to no one in particular, uh, you know, the last time I saw protests like this, they voted a cop in, as mayor. <laughs> uh, what was our website called? It's like uh, the Digitonian. 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 Uh, TK opens up the Digitonian CMS and uh, readies a post uh, about the protest. <laughs> <laughs> the tech at the protest. Yeah, just like a, a squib with like a little space for the video that's gonna he's gonna upload, uh, and then he changes buildings. He's going to okay, keep yeah. following. <laughs> You're going slightly further north. <laughs> Very nice. A little bit further. He's also, yeah, I, I think he's trying to think of the quickest way to help shut down some of these guns if things get hairy. How many blocks are we away from that um, checkpoint? Uh, maybe like 20. Okay. Uh, Lash is going to talk to uh, one of the protesters. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, like an older woman who's uh, sort of uh, more towards the back who has been sort of, you know, sort of joining into a chant every once in a while. Uh, hey, um. Oh, you scared me. Oh, sorry. Well, you're um, quite tall. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, I, uh. I grew a lot as a kid. Anyway. <laughs> why, why are you covering for your height like it's a secret? Also, it's genuine. Everyone grew a lot as a kid. Well, <laughs> I really grew a lot as a kid. Anyway. Um, I can tell. Um, so were you all expecting all these night errant officers here? Oh, yes. When they um, got the permit, uh, they they said that we would need an escort in order to enter the enclaves. Um, so one of the organizers, uh, yes, said that there would be uh, various security forces uh, who, who would be uh, escorting us through the city and, and into the enclave. 
Right. But they're in the back of us. They're on the side of us. And then when we get to the checkpoint, they're going to be ahead of us as well. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Don't you think that's a... Uh, we're, we're essentially be getting surrounded. Hey, but it's for our safety. Um, are we protesting? Um, Knight Errant? Yes. Right. No okay. justice, no peace, no corporate police. Right. Okay. Thank you. Uh, Lash goes back to Viv and Lux. All right. So I guess this escort, they got it with the permit. Oh, oh this is permitted? It's a this sanctioned escort. I don't know. It's not feeling right to me. We're about to be blocked in on every side by Knight Errant. Yeah, the vibes are vibes up here are changing. I could tell. I could see that there's, there's just it's things. I don't think those cops are here to do whatever sanctioned protesting that that lady seems to think that you you guys are gonna do. Why do you say that, TK? Well, I can see them like kettling you. You're you're getting trapped. They are escorting us into the corporate enclave, so... And that's a choke point, right? Yeah, I guess. I don't know if they're just going to open up the gates or what. I don't think that's going to happen. I would say my advice would be follow the protests, keep following them, but I think something bad is going to happen at that choke point. I think we should just make sure you don't get caught in it. Okay, we'll stay outside the horseshoe. Stay outside the horseshoe. Go buy Lash a hot dog from a cart, you know? I'm hungry. You're still hungry after the beans? Always. Something like that. Just just make sure you look like tourists or New Yorkers or something. Try not to stand out. I can do that. As this large group continues to move uh, further north, it collects more and more people. Uh, and, you know, over the next 20 blocks or so, it gets like a, a fair amount larger. And I think now you're looking at a group of, you know, could be four, could be 500 people. Like, it's pretty large. The sound of it is getting louder. Uh, and... As they reach the southern border of the corporate enclaves, they don't slow down and they don't stop. They get to the uh, large checkpoint of the Seder Krupp enclave. It's there, this like giant, looming, like cubist technological monstrosity strewn about with all of these like cables and wires and blinking lights. Uh, you know, with all of these signs around it, like, please stop, have your identification ready, you know, welcome to the Seder Krupp corporate enclave. And, uh, yeah, people are just passing through it. And I don't know how, you know, some of you are closer than others. For those of you that are, you know, much closer, uh, but if you want to stay outside of the main group, you can. Uh, you can see that a lot of the knight errant that were containing the group are staying behind. Uh, they're not entering into the enclave. And the uh, knight errant guards that are uh, on the inside are just letting people go through. Uh, and as they pass, um, you know, sometimes three at a time on the underside of this checkpoint thing, uh, you can hear it beep and ding and whir. It's like making all of these noises as it attempts to scan people's uh, SIN numbers, as it attempts to figure out who they are and whether or not they have a permission to be here. You would guess from the noises and the lights that, you know, most of them do not, uh, and yet no one is stopping them. Uh, and there's just uh, this group of knight errant watching on their full bright white plate armor, you can see the underside of their smooth, blank, white faces are leaking this, like, dull cerulean light uh, from, like, whatever that heads-up display that's in there is. 
have uh, small modular white machine pistols strapped to their chests. Each one of them is a slightly different shape and arrangement of modules. They all do something slightly different. Beeps and chimes and buzzes and dings and honks as people pass through. Like starting to get dark and it's starting to drizzle a little bit more seriously now. You haven't seen Lone Star for a little while. Uh, Like it seems like a a full handoff has happened uh, and all of these people are now sort of filing into the Seder Krupp Enclave uh, at around, you know, like 30th Street or so. How big is the Enclave wide? Like, how many blocks does it take up? Um, I would say if you're going like, uh, if we're talking about like avenue blocks, maybe like four? Whoa. Yeah, they're big. Yeah, so there's no observable space from outside. So you have to go in following them. Lash wants to kind of look around at the night errant guards and kind of take a look at kind of some of the tech that they're wearing to see if anything looks like if there's like if anyone's wearing like a personal comm or something just something that she can maybe get into if you were to yeah you can perceive their suits their suits are heavily networked uh these are uh they're called praetor urbanus uh like knight errant armor and uh they are highly technologically advanced these are like this is the reputation that knight errant has that they are the even for this period in history in, you know, 2102, they are the futuristic uh, police force. Like, everything they have is very advanced. And they are, I think also their reputation is that they're very by the book. So, like, no personal electronics. Um, Like, not even so much as, like, a pair of headphones. What about um, in the, like, in the checkpoint, is there any kind of, like, booth or anything like that that seems... Yeah, that all is like municipal technology that they have essentially inherited and repurposed. Basically, she wants to try to see if there is a situation where she can like overhear some kind of night errant conversation or anything like that. She wants to see if there's anything that looks like there's like night errant guards or having conversations or anything that she can kind of tune into. Yeah, I mean, there's like a couple guys in a guardhouse next to the checkpoint. Uh, and ostensibly, there is something with a microphone in there that you could uh, tap into if you wanted to listen. Yeah, she wants to just kind of try to do that to see if she can get any more information. I'm going to give it to you. It's municipal technology, so it's not going to be hard for you to do. Like, it's, you know, going to be pretty easy. <laughs> right. Perfect. Um, yeah, you spend a couple minutes. Uh, you tell me what it looks like, uh, and then I'll tell you what you hear. Sure. So uh, Lash notices that. In one of the guardhouse, she notices a couple of night errant officers talking, and she realizes, ooh, that's not night errant technology. They're in a municipal guardhouse. So she is very familiar with some of the technology in there because she kind of, you know, she she goes around the city, taps into things, listens to conversation. You know, you know that's kind of her form of entertainment. And so uh, she notices there's um, a headset on the desk uh, that's, you know, connected to, you know, like a laptop, but she decides to hack into that headset. Uh, there's uh, two guys in there having a conversation. Taylor, you want to be the other guy? I can be Oh, shit. I, I wasn't prepared for, like, just regular conversation. Neither am I. I mean, uh, this is, this is what we're, we're, we're role-playing now. We're impro- now we're improvising. Holy fuck. This is the first time in the podcast. <laughs> uh, one of the, you hear one of the distant voices. Uh, the first guy goes, <clears throat> You know what this is about? all these people from what i've heard i believe they currently have a permit where are they going 
I don't know. Do we get, like, extra guys for this? There's a lot of people around. I believe we have all the peace agents that we currently need. However, if a zone is declared, of course, we'll have to act accordingly. I mean, they seem pretty peaceful so far. It's just like, they're just shouting a bunch of stuff. Yes, of course, but if a zone is declared, we would have to act accordingly. Yeah, yeah. Unless, of course, they disperse. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lash, Lash I'm turns. I'm so repulsed by that. <laughs> the cop joke. <laughs> Lash turns to TK, and I mean, l- turns to Viv and Lex. Ugh, these night errand cops are so boring. <laughs> What'd they say? Uh, They're having the... I almost fell asleep during the conversation. Basically, ah, ah. <laughs> uh, they, they're they saying, you know, they we have a permit. I guess we. I guess we're part of the crowd now. We have a permit. And they're going to just let us go through unless a zone is called. What is a zone? I don't know. I was literally falling asleep as, her, as, as I heard it. TK's going to do a matrix search for uh, a, a night errant zone. Yeah, I wonder how sensitive it would be to call a zone. As you're looking for what a zone is, um, everybody uh, is continuing to walk north, and the group is now moving pretty quickly. Um, do you go through? Like, do you follow them? Or are you entering the enclave? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I guess is entering. I guess we kind of get swept up in it. I think when you do some research and you look and see what a zone is, the answer doesn't surprise you. It's when the police do police things uh, to people. Yeah, I think you would find mentions that Seder Krupp has been enacting a new policy of, of like, uh, you, you can see some chatter about some zones and people getting in trouble for breaking the zones, and it seems to be some kind of, like, public peacekeeping initiative of declaring certain areas in the public sphere, like, off-limits or on-limits for certain types of activities. Hmm. You follow everyone in, and uh, the Night Errant Guards kind of politely nod at you as you go through in the machine. Probably in your cases, uh, beep and blink green because your fake identities have uh, the ability to go, th- yeah, to go through this checkpoint. And you go through, you follow everyone, they walk north. You go north about another 10 blocks until you get to uh, 40th Street, which is where Bryant Park is. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, Bryant Park is a big rectangular park that is surrounded by a bunch of very tall skyscrapers. In our time now, it's like where HBO is. And it's also where uh, the library is. Yeah. That's like one of the more famous libraries in New York is right next to Bryant Park. But is it still there? Uh, yes, right now. Yeah. Yes, right now it's still there. In, in the game. In the game, yes. it's still oh, there. In the game, <laughs> yes. in the game it's there. Yeah, that one has yeah. not moved. What is it? Pr- Prudence and Fortitude are still there. Yeah, good. Uh, the lions? The lions are still there. And uh, it's uh, famous yet for having um, a bunch of uh, sort of like little kiosks in it. And uh, it has a skating rink and everybody's kind of like filing into the this green area of the park, which looks in 2102, very similar to how it looks in uh, 2022. Uh, it's green. It's well lit. It's pretty calm. Uh, there are a ton of. Uh, like ornate stalls uh, selling various gifts and food items. Uh, There's a place where you can get fried tofu buns. There's a place where you can get uh, hot soy chalk. There's a place called uh, Sam On uh, with a hyphen between the M and the O uh, and an exclamation point at the end. And it's got a little picture of uh, a fish holding a hockey stick. Um, You might know this chain. It's like pretty famous in the north of the Canadian American States. 
There's no one else here, it seems, <laughs> other than the demonstrators. Uh, it's empty. It's it's. There's no one around, and the crowd repeats a bunch of its chants that it's heard. No justice. No peace. No corporate police. Some people start climbing up onto uh, the stage of a uh, like a half shell concert stage that was built here immediately before the drone virus started. One of them is this short guy with curly black hair. He's wearing a brown leather jacket and he's wearing black jeans and he's holding a bullhorn. And there's a couple people around him and he's shouting into the bullhorn. A couple other people have uh, horns that they're shouting into. They're repeating a chant. And after a few seconds, uh, he puts his hands up and uh, he shouts, Whose city? And then he turns the bullhorn around and everybody shouts, Our city! And that goes back and forth a couple times. You can hear it echoing off of the really tall buildings that are um, all around encasing Bryant Park. And he starts to talk. He starts to address uh, the whole group of people from this half shell through the bullhorn. He goes, Friends, comrades, compatriots, welcome to the enclaves, the beating corporate heart of rebuilt New York. Thank you to all of you who began this march with us in Battery Park City, and to those of you who joined the way. Thanks to all of you who will join us and follow us to Inwood Park. Tonight, we show that there are not three New York cities. There is not NYPD New York. There is not Lone Star New York. There is not Knight Errant New York. There is just one New York, and that is... And the crowd all joins in at once. Our New York. This is said in a way that I can really only describe as, like, very New York. Like, everybody's mad. Like, everybody is really, like, guttural. They're, like, very sort of effusive about this. But marching is not enough. It will never be enough. We do this to show them... He points at all the buildings. ...that we exist. We do this to show the people uptown, downtown, and here in the enclaves that there is an alternative. But standing in parks, having permitted marches, it might keep us safe, but it doesn't solve problems. There is too much power in the hands of the police in this city. The three police forces of this city, and that power must be eradicated. We, the people, the workers, the civil servants, the citizens, we don't need the police. And he points behind him uh, and sort of north, and he points towards the Seder Krupp Arcology, which is this giant glass amber spike of a building. They need the police to protect their corporate sovereignty, to protect their property. As he's talking, it's getting brighter around you. Not because park lights are turning on. It's getting brighter from the ambient glow of the knight-errant guards who have finally, it seems, joined the party, joined the demonstration um, to congregate around Bryant Park. And they're starting to ring around Bryant Park. And in the light rain, they all have this, like, hazy, cool bloom about them. They're all just sort of, like, slightly glowing. You hear and you see these long, smooth, bulbous, white vans that are pulling up along 40th Street. You hear the distant sound of uh, what sound like big, like heavy servo motors. Uh, and the man on the stage continues. He goes, But 
We don't live in their city. They live in our city. Everybody joins when he says this. That means pressuring the city and Mayor Cardulo, pressuring the state and Governor Bon Jovi wherever and however we can. <laughs> Literally related. Literally related. John Bon Jovi's great granddaughter. You're saying that like it's a fact you read and we can't believe it. You just yeah. made it up. <laughs> Look it up. Listen. Y'all aren't going to believe this. I don't make it up. You, can't, not you literally cannot, you cannot make this up. She spells it the way, she spells it the way that he, like that he spelt it. Uh, like it's not the way the band is spelled. It's the way his last name is actually spelled. B-O-N-G-I-O-V-I. So, but it's still pronounced Bon Jovi. Still really. Still really. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And still related. A rock star's great-granddaughter. Anyways. Um, <laughs> it means not taking no for an answer. It means working with the Chaz and their legal system. It means standing up to those gold armband-wearing pricks. And it means standing up to all of these faceless... And he's interrupted by a loud and reverberant click as someone turns on a public address system. And an anodyne and what can really only be described as pleasant voice issues very clearly through some unseen PA. Please, may I speak with you so that we may sync on values and processes with all folks present moving forward. On behalf of Knight Errant, thank you for being present at the Stainer Krupp Enclave. Everyone around you is like murmuring, like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? Yeah. Like, I think people are listening because they're like, what? What? First of all, you have to know, we are listening, and we hear you. We take the concerns of you, our peace partners, very seriously, and we are looking forward to your continued peaceful stakeholding, education, and growth. This space has just been declared an official well-being and mindfulness zone. As your current behavior is toxic to the well-being, mindfulness, and peace of those exercising their right to not participate, we thank you in advance for your contribution to their, our, and your well-being, mindfulness, and peace by dispersing at the earliest possible moment. On behalf of the Knight Errant Peace Agent community, I'm making you and all stakeholders aware that should anyone engage in antisocial aggression by disrespecting the culture of the well-being and mindfulness zone, they greatly increase their potential of achieving equity in a peace agent-involved physical consent acquisition. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! Oh my gosh. <sighs> Peace agents, prepare for enhanced consent acquisition. <laughs> and all the knight errant peace agents, their hand goes to their sidearm. They lift it up, and the modules of the gun rearrange themselves, sliding around on magnetic tracks until they form a new sort of, uh, roughly a gun shape, although it looks extremely heavy on one end. It's almost like the tip of the barrel is much larger than the rest of the gun. And they stand there. As they produce, rearrange, and level their we weapons, I think it's not entirely <laughs> clear. Um, they're a little inscrutable. A number of drones uh, start to uh, spin up. You can hear the motors. And then they appear over their heads, and uh, they do not menace the crowd. Uh, they are all just basically holding uh, what look like uh, segmented clocks. Uh, and they are counting down uh, from what looks like 10 minutes. 
uh, and they all start playing a pleasant music. Uh, like, <laughs> ah. this is very, like, I think all of you in-game and all of us in the real world would definitely recognize this as, like, the mall will be closing in ten minutes. Please mm-hmm. finish your purchases and leave the premises. Thanks for visiting Westlake Mall. Um, <laughs> this is like, you know, very sort of kid gloves. Time to go. Time to wrap it up. The person on stage who has been talking doesn't miss a second. Turns the bullhorn right back on, puts it up to his mouth, and just shouts, Whose city? And then everybody goes, Our city! Whose city? Our city! And they just... They just are shouting at this group, this line of night-errant police holding these very strange guns in their hands with drones counting down behind them. All right, team, things are about to get intense. I don't think that these night-errant guards have uh, much room for flexibility once this countdown uh, gets down to zero. So what end of the park is this? Is it north, south, east, west? You are in the you're on the southwest side. Side, cool. So that's the corner. Uh, TK is going to reposition himself. Uh, is it like is there like places where he could perch? Oh, uh, all kinds. Yeah. So all if you, the perches. Yeah. If you guys uh, are if you guys are basically in the scrum, like you're in this group of people, this group of you know at this point 500 people in. We're in the fucking scrum. Yes, yeah, spread out all across uh, Bryant Park and you look for somewhere that you want to just perch. Uh, Yeah, there are all of these little stalls that sell gifts and food items and stuff, and all of them are closed uh, because it's after curfew. They would be immaterial for you to uh, jump on top of. They kind of look like, um, I don't know, how would you describe the, like, little stalls that are in Bryant Park? They look kind of old-timey. They're like little houses, little huts. Like you would see at an amusement park. Yeah. Where you get your funnel cake. Uh, yeah, but they're like, you know, decorated to look nice and kind of like they're uh, made of old wood. I think TK wants to stand on top of the library. Or like, because uh, there's like lower roofs. Also, if a bunch of trees, you could get up in yeah. a tree if you want. And maybe he's got he's to perch in a tree. He's going to be just, you know, chilling. Like every other park in New York, this one has also recently been reforested. The Bryant Park was already pretty green, so that just means they planted like two huge trees that came from California. And it was actually <laughs> like a bit of a news story that people were like, we don't, why would you do that? Why would you uproot <laughs> a tree in California and bring it here? And there was like some like sister city bullshit that they tried to pull off. A couple of redwoods would look really funny in New York. <laughs> yeah, TK's gonna TK's gonna find like the sturdiest, healthiest looking tree in his opinion. You know, like a tree that like looks like it wants to be climbed. Yeah, and, and perch up there. Yeah, you can get yeah. yourself thirty feet off the ground. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Flash uh, is noticing the timer go down. She says, "Okay, wait." I have an idea. And Lash is going to try to puppeteer the countdown clock to add some time to it. She's going to add like 23 hours. (laughs) (laughs) They got to go to sleep sometime. (laughs) Yeah. She's thinking, based on the conversation she heard in the guard hut, she's like, I don't know if these guys are smart enough, if the timer doesn't go off, (laughs) if they know to go to the next part of their plan. (laughs) Okay, I got two hits. (laughs) shit. (laughs) The timer only got one. (laughs) (laughs) 
No fucking way. Yeah, I got, uh, yeah, one, two, three, four, two, six. Well, here, I'll re-roll the six. Okay, two. Oh, Ty. Ty goes to the Shadow Runner. Flash does not tell the team what she's going to do. She looks Lux and Viv, because DK's not there, dead in the eye, and she goes, don't worry, I got this. She immediately turns her attention to the clock. She is putting all her energy, looking at the clock. You would think that she is about to like, I don't know. Uh, she's like, she's like taking a lot of inspiration from what she saw Artemis and how Artemis was acting in the matrix. It doesn't really suit her very well, uh, but she is trying hard. And if you were to look in VR, you would see her pitch a softball straight at the clock softball worth of code and you would see the timer go from four minutes to 23 hours and four minutes and 30 (laughs) seconds yeah like it's lash is expending all of this energy as far as you can tell because she's sort of green she's like getting a little red in the face you know maybe like sweating a little bit and just like silently with no other indication the clock goes from like three minutes and 46 seconds, like three colon four, six to 23 colon 59 colon uh, zero, zero, and then starts uh, counting down. Uh, But then Lash, you look to the left and the right and you see two other drones on either side, also with clocks (laughs) that say three minutes and 40 (laughs) seconds. Uh, and she's panting uh, because she, this is high level kind of uh, resonance that she just uh, spun up and she says okay you think that's good? you think that should be good? the one timer? all around you everyone is shouting now whose streets our streets whose streets our streets whose city our city whose New York our New York and uh, it's like when you're at a concert and, you know, the headliner takes the stage. Like everybody is just pushing you forward. It's this unresistible surge of people pushing you towards, away from the uh, half shell where this person was giving this speech and towards the line of night errant guards. And there are people at the front of the line that are maybe like, you know, a couple dozen yards ahead of you. And you can see them. They are unafraid, unperturbed. They are putting their hands, putting their fingers in the face of the night errant guards. They're tapping on their bright white chest plates. They're, uh, you know, moving their hands in front of their face plates as if to make a joke about how they can't see anything. And it's now starting to, like, rain. Like, it's about to. It's not pouring, but, like, it's picking up. And it's getting dark. You can see the bloom around all of the night errant guards is getting brighter uh, as their suits compensate for uh, the low light of the environment. They start to light up around everyone. And now you like, you feel like you have the blue glow of these guards kind of like on you. They're lighting uh, the park a little bit. They are the main source of uh, what is being made visible here. Lux uh, doesn't even answer um, Flash about her her plan for the clock because he just realized that she was in fact trying to change a clock and turns to Viv uh Viv do you have any spirits big enough to punch a hole through a line of night errant well and as the rain starts hitting uh her hands the uh krill start chittering on her hands she's like they're not big but uh I think the rain will help 
Why okay. do you think we're going to get caught up in this? I don't see how we're not. Uh, I was afraid you were going to say that. Well, from up here, it's looking pretty okay. I mean... <laughs> uh, <laughs> picture you with a hot dog, TK. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, like, telescope-armed a hot dog. For <laughs> yeah. The center okay. timer reads 23 hours, 56 minutes, zero seconds. The outside timers read zero, 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 zero. Shit. All at once, you hear a very soft from every night errant peace agent's gun as the very large sort of block module at the tip of their barrels are pneumatically fired into the crowd. As the objects fly through the air, they unfurl into something you've never seen before, which is a long and thin drone with a hundred legs arched to either of its side. But it's small. It's like um, they're like a, a very big hot dog sized. <laughs> Just imagine a huge <laughs> hot dog. The biggest like, hot dog. Way bigger than you would order at a store. But if someone showed you a picture of it, you'd be like, I suppose someone somewhere has made a hot dog that large. Sure. They land on people and it sounds almost like someone flipping the pages of a book <gasps> as they're spin because they're made of that same sort of white plastic shiny mm -hmm. substance as the armor and they're dozens and dozens of legs skitter in that way that only bugs are fast that specific yeah. speed where you don't know where they're going and suddenly they're everywhere and nowhere and when they land on a person they begin sort of running around them and wrapping them in webbing and their <gasps> arms are strapped to their body and their legs are tied together and people begin falling over very quickly as these scutterbugs uh, web drones leap from person to person and run along the ground for reference they look like house centipedes oh scutagera coleoptera TK you hear them before you see them from behind you, coming from Midtown, Midtown. You hear choppers, vertical takeoff and landing, rotary aircraft. They enter the airspace over Bryant Park and they begin to land. The brand new logos on their side, still shining with wet paint. It reads Evo MetroCare. TK's like, well, I guess that's one way to meet these guys we've been looking for. leaving fun city thanks for listening if you want to support the show and get access to our bonus chat show fun chatty our discord full of very smart and very friendly nerds our mork borg side games and more head on over to patreon.com forward slash fun city ventures 
And of course, thanks to all of our current patrons for help keeping this ship afloat. Hi, I'm Bijan Steven, and you can find me online at Bijan Steven, B-I-J-A-N-S-T-E-P-H-E-N, on Twitter and Twitch. On Instagram, I'm Bijan Cakes, B-I-J-A-N Cakes. I'm Jen De La Vega. I play Vivian Lakewood, and you can find me online at Randwitches. Hey, this is Nick Gersio. I play Lux Scythe, and you can find me online at N Gersio, G-U-E-R-C-I-O on Instagram and at Nicholas Gersio on Twitter. I'm Shannon O'Dell. I play Lash Goodbog, and you can find me on social media at Shodell, at S-H-O-D-E-L-L. I am Taylor Moore, and I play all the bad guys, I think. Is that how it works? It's not clear. You can follow me online at taylor.biz. And my name is Mike Rugnetta. I am your GM. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube at Mike Rugnetta. You can find the show on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Fun City Ventures. This episode of Fun City was recorded in Brooklyn, New York, and Los Angeles, California. It was edited by Sam Grant and produced and sound designed by me, Mike Rugnetta. Pixel Riffs knows that while, in one sense, time is a construct of humanity, it is also an immutable facet of the universe and our experiences within it. Fun City's music is by Sam Tyndall with tracks by Will Savino. Our art is by Tess Stone. Our Discord mods are Olivia Gulen, Kelly McHugh, and Kit Pulliam. And the voice of Artemis is Molly Templeton. <laughs>